Hello and welcome to Trying Times. My name is Carmen and if you're new here then hi, we're friends now. And if you're returning then thank you so much for listening and coming back. Today's episode is going to be a little different from the past episodes that I've done before but I'm excited to talk a bit more about something that I enjoy and have been passionate about for a while. So I'll be talking a lot about YouTube, my experiences with this, more so some of my favorite creators on there right now too. Yeah, this episode will be in part a very embarrassing one for me because there's so much that I'm thinking of right now as like YouTube comes to mind. The thing with YouTube for me is that it really takes me down memory lane and I think it does for a lot of people because it's been around for so long. For me, however, some of that is just really embarrassing. I think a lot of it is embarrassing, but that's the beauty of YouTube. You live and you learn and you laugh. (laughs) To start, I think it's important for me to take you down memory lane with me. And I remember being super into YouTube from the young age of like 10 years old. This was when the platform, I think, was just kind of becoming a thing. And I remember Chocolate Rain was the thing. And then Fred came up. We can't forget Fred. And then also Annoying Orange, a cultural reset, if you will. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. It was just so much exposure to so many different things that people hadn't really been able to just see wherever before. So that was really cool because it was kind of like this glimpse into just everyone being able to have this creative outlet and do whatever they wanted with it. And at the time, I remember I was watching the Gregory Brothers, who were like this musical group in a way. They would create like remixes to songs or parodies. That was a really, really big thing at the time. I remember parodies were huge at the time. So they were like renowned for that, if you will. They were very big. I think they'd performed on like talk shows as well. That was a huge thing. I was super into Jenna Marbles. Oh my God. She'd recently just gotten married last year which was like the cutest thing in the world, saw pictures of her wedding, which was so cute. And then overall, just a plethora of beauty gurus. There have been so many beauty gurus. And later on, that changed a bit. I was super into watching O2L, Our Second Life, which was a collaboration channel with six people, I believe. And each of them uploaded on different days of the week. That was kind of like how their schedule flowed. And then eventually they changed that to live together or live closer to each other and create these collaborative videos, which was always just like funny and then different again, because that was something that I hadn't really seen on the platform before and you just couldn't find before. So I watched them for a while, still watched Jenna Marbles and then BuzzFeed, I remember, was a really big thing. And when that came out, (laughs) I remember... I was super into Ladylike, I think, because when BuzzFeed sort of initially came out, they had a bunch of different series of videos and kind of sub shows that were within the network, if you will. So they had Ladylike, which I remember they had the Try Guys before they went off and became fully their own entity. So yeah, I remember really liking Lady Like though, because Sophia Nygaard was part of it, I believe. So it was just like this cool era of so much collaborative work. Obviously, later on, without saying a whole lot, I think a lot of things came out into the open. Everyone kind of parted their ways. And uh, I think that was definitely for a reason. It was rightfully done. But at the time, it was like everything before, obviously, all the drama was uh, unleashed. But thankfully, it was brought out into the light because I think a lot of these creators went through some really crappy things that obviously they weren't so sure that they could share at the moment and eventually found the space to be able to do that. And we're also 
properly heard, which is like the biggest thing. As for who I watch mostly now, I'm still into that realm of collaborative work and challenges. So I just really love when friends work together, whether that's through a channel or generally collaborate on each other's videos. I think that's really cool. Recently, I've been super into the Sidemen, who I feel like I don't need to describe who they are really. They've just kind of been taking over the UK um, and a lot of the world too, I think. And I feel like I didn't even need to describe O2L earlier because I feel like so many people know who they are to this day. The Sidemen, though, are this group channel or a collaborative channel, if you will, from the UK. There are seven members part of the channel. They do a lot of gaming videos challenge videos and also so much more content that I can't really sum up. So I watch them a lot. Uh, they upload every single Sunday. So they have like their days of the week called Sidemen Sundays. My sister and I get so excited to watch that every single week. And they're very consistent with content, which is just like really refreshing and almost like overwhelming in an exciting way because there's just so much to catch up with all the time. I know they have like multiple channels, so they have their main channel. I just sound like a fangirl. <laughs> like, I'm just sitting here fangirl. I'm like, they have so many channels. No, but they do. They have their main channel. They have kind of like their extras channel where they do fun things on the side or react to things. I don't know. I don't even know how many channels they have in total, to be honest. I feel like there's like probably three or four that involve just like the group. So yeah, there's that. So I watch them a lot. I watch my fam who, if you don't know, she is a, I believe she's 20 now. She did a lot of YouTube videos at first. My sister actually introduced me to her videos, but she did a lot of YouTube videos starting at when she was like, I think like 12 or 13, but she, around the time she was 15 and had moved and was living on her own, I believe, she done a lot of these like videos. Like she created this series that was like cleaning my room at 2 a.m. or cleaning my apartment at like midnight or things like that. Or I know in the last year she'd lived in New York in this beautiful place and she still does live there now, I think. She lives in like the coolest places and decorates them in like these really cool ways and shares that entire process with her audience, which is amazing. And she has a very interactive style that I can say I don't think I've seen in a long time. So there's that. I think uh, it's really cool to see someone who's so young, one, thriving, two, sharing honest stories and conversation about their experiences and three also someone who's just hilarious she's very funny and she's just super relatable which I really love so my fam is someone that I watch all the time I know in December she was doing daily vlogs for a while which was really cool and she showcased the experience of her moving from her previous place in New York to I believe her penthouse that she's living in now which was insane it's so beautiful and it's so cool to see again someone so young have so much success and also have a really strong head on their shoulders so that was really cool to see so I love watching her I'd highly recommend her if you haven't watched her before and then the other thing that randomly enough I can't stop watching right now and I've been super into is bakery and cafe vlogs so there's a lot of people who work at cafes or bakeries and will show what they do in a day or how they prep for opening each day, and also, of course, how they make certain drinks or bake pastries. For some reason, there's a lot that have popped up for me on, like, my YouTube homepage that are these cafes in, like, Korea or Japan. It just makes me want to go to Korea and Japan because there's just a lot going on there, and there's a lot of things that I clearly need to try over there. But there are also some bakeries 
that are Japanese that are owned in Ontario, like in Canada that I've seen. So this has been a really cool way for me to discover new bakeries that I do want to eventually try. Hopefully when the weather's a little bit nicer, make a few road trips and get to try out some cool bakeries. And yeah, that's been really, really exciting. I don't know why, but something about those videos is particularly relaxing to me and also just fascinating to learn about what someone else enjoys doing and how they work. And I just find that interesting overall because I feel like there's so much to learn, right? Since again, this platform is something that has so much content and no limits as to what can be created, it has always inspired me. You can find anything from, again, bakery like videos to hair tutorials to hair dye tutorials I should say that's a huge thing to short films so I know that's a huge thing one thing that I've experienced a lot of in the last year was I worked with Karen Rye in the past many times she's someone that I had on the show not too long ago and we had a really really wonderful conversation She's also someone that I've learned a lot from and I'm super glad that I've been able to have a lot of really creative and sort of like constructional conversations with before, which is really cool. She's someone that was very inspired by the idea of short film Sundays, sort of something that Issa Rae had done, I believe is what she'd said. And she has in the past few years actually created a collective agency called The Collective, which we talked a little bit about in our episode that I am part of, which is really cool. And it's basically just like this creative group that gets to work on a lot of cool projects and gets to connect with a lot of cool people and bring their visions to life. So I think that's really exciting. But specifically for the past while, they've been doing short film Sundays as well. And they've been able to showcase such a cool range of what they're able to do and different members of the team have been able to work on that and put in such cool ideas and then turn those ideas into a reality, which is really, really amazing to see. So I know that's a really cool thing. When I said short films, I just thought about that. So yeah, a lot of those films will range from like, I think even two minutes to like 10 minutes. I know there's just so much range in there, which is so cool. So definitely go check that out on YouTube. It's on k-ray's channel so if you just go type up k-a-y-r-a-y you can find that and find a lot of really great stuff so i think with all of those given factors growing up there was just so much content to indulge in there was so much to feel inspired by i personally felt really inspired to create and upload my own content around the age of 13 it was definitely interesting to say the least and I remember making videos with friends like very random things that were completely unplanned probably not funny to anyone besides my friends and I but I still gave it a go it was definitely the type of content where it was like you had to be there to get it it was all inside jokes and like that type of content never made sense to me so I don't even think it was a type of content so there was that I then felt inspired to create some content on my own where I was doing good old quote-unquote challenges, if you will. So things like trying foreign candy or taking online quizzes. I don't even know. It was just so much random stuff. And then on and off, I'd create vlogs, which I genuinely enjoyed. And most of these videos are now no longer available online, but there are some that are still up there that I felt happy with leaving up and just having stay there. They were okay overall. I think going through some of those videos that I've archived now or just deleted completely and saved for myself, I honestly love looking back on it now because some of that stuff is from like anywhere between five to ten years ago 
and it's really really cool to be able to look back and reflect on obviously like just how much I've grown as a person maybe editing skills kind of have good memories with friends to look back on so that's really been cool and I really enjoyed that aside from that there are some videos that I created that I just haven't mentioned at all uh, I don't want to share it but I will because this is what trying times is all about so I went through a phase of posting videos where I would sing covers of songs. Let's just hold a moment of silence for this and my vocals that indeed could not hit many of the notes that were being attempted. <laughs> okay, that's enough. So yeah, I'd gone through this whole thing of thinking I could sing and to be fair, it could have been much worse, but it also could have been much, much better. <laughs> So there were a few songs that I remember so well that I almost wish I could forget. I know one song I did was by Demi Lovato, classic. It was Skyscraper. And you must be thinking, wow, that's a difficult song to cover. How did you do? I didn't do great, I'll be honest. It could have been better, but I, I tried. That's all that matters. Another one I did, since I was super into Disney at the time when they had like their prime of pop stars was The Climb by Miley Cyrus. And you're probably once again thinking, wow, that's not an easy song to sing. Like, Carmen, how did you do? And for you, I have the same answer. I didn't do awesome, but I tried. So the lesson here, <laughs> I mean, there truly really wasn't a lesson. I just wanted to put that out there to make myself feel a little bit more, you know, concrete in my decision. I think all jokes aside, I enjoyed singing. And regardless of whether or not I was good at it or if someone else liked it I just kind of gave it a shot and tried my best and I think that's all that mattered and now I'm able to laugh about it because I know it wasn't the best I still like singing on my own in my room with literally nobody else around so there's that but I will definitely never ever be recording another cover again and let alone sharing that to YouTube or any other surrounding platforms because why would I do that to myself? <laughs> At least now, why would I do that to myself? The one thing I would still like to do though is create content. And I think with something like TikTok being big now and being much quicker to scroll through, creating content has just been made to be much more accessible and possible. So I'd love to try that. And I do think it's really cool when people are comfortable and confident in creating content that they like and sharing that online in any capacity. So... Yeah, off of that, I have one quick question for you. If this podcast were to have video content that would become more available, would you watch or be interested in watching? I'd love to know how many people prefer to listen to podcast episodes and how many people enjoy watching videos that accompany a podcast episode. So if you're listening to this on Spotify, you can vote down below. And if you're listening to this anywhere else, then go ahead and chat with me on Instagram because I'd really love to know. I think the biggest thing I've consistently enjoyed about YouTube though, similar to what I'd said at the beginning, is that it became a place where people could create whatever they wanted and share it with the world. Whether you're an artist, known worldwide, or someone who just wants to create content because they love to, it's blurred the lines between what felt possible and what was maybe not so easy to do. And I think it definitely took away some limitations to being able to put yourself out there. And I think that's the coolest part of everything. So there are my thoughts on YouTube. I want to know more about who you watched and what kind of content you're into. So if you want to answer that and tell me more about what you like to watch and maybe recommend some YouTube channels to me, then you can message me on Instagram or Facebook. There's a page on both of those platforms for this show and both of those have DMs open. So feel free to message me there if you want that is, of course. 
Or if you want, you can leave me a voicemail. There's now an option through the housing platform of Trying Times, big shout outs to Anchor, that allows you to record a voice message and send it to me so that I can actually hear from you and even share your message in an upcoming episode. So if you want to be part of Trying Times in a conversational sense, then go ahead and do the thing. Yeah, that's it. Thanks so much for listening. I hope to hear from you and we'll chat again soon, okay? Bye.